0: Aloha! This is Dr. Tiki, and I'm listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I'm glad to hear that you are too.
1: We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war.
0: It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof.
1: It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you
2: witchcraft. You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world?
0: We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring to your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up.
1: Five by Saturday night.
0: If you're listening in Kuala Lumpur Live, good morning, everybody, and welcome to TalkCast 225. Join us as we renew old friendships, check out new stuff, uh, file down the flux capacitor, and make friends with Tribbles. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 12 Vulcan Sleep Academy, the proof of their product is you can sleep through this show, I'm the Dome. We have a cast tonight, a full cast, joining the cast, our entire usual suspects. In the Revere Time Vortex, violent soundboard vixen, countess of shiny stuff, inaccur- inaccurately referred to as testy when all she wants to do is test. She's the Vice Secretary of Opinions R. S. Weekly, the non-paper eco-friendly e-zine for nerds. It's our own girl genius, Kriana.
3: <laughs> Vice President,
0: not for long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Bethinks a coup is in the offing. From the stacks of her personal quiet place in the dank dungeon indoor Zen garden and robot reading room, the unmutable woman herself, known throughout the universe as the obvious successor to Dr. Susan Calvin, it's Zombrarian.
2: And tonight I have a co-host who will not (laughs) get off the microphone. And by get off the microphone, I mean literally get her little cat butt off of it. So I apologize in advance for the purring.
0: We'll put up with the purring. It's the other stuff that may be a problem. Right. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, welcome back to our lovely Ginger Ingenue, one of the original Sirens of Titan. She toured extensively with Bette Midler in the 70s and is due to go out with her again this summer in her Oh Crap, It's the Zombies review. It's the Dead Redhead. Does
4: that mean I get to be a rose? Man, no. I am showing my age tonight. Let me tell
0: <laughs> I think you get to be a harlette. Oh, okay,
4: even you know. better, even better. I do that in Zo- in uh, Zumba class.
0: Okay, we're <laughs> just gonna let that one sit right there. Our guest tonight is uh, the flamboyant, the amazing, the wonderfully <clears throat> incredible. Not from Hawaii, but might as well be Gary Summers. Gary, welcome to the show. Aloha, kitties. Uh, You know, I don't think I've ever seen you without uh, one of those lovely flowered uh, Hawaiian shirts.
1: Um, Yeah, they make me look slim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I can't get the same thing to work, so you're doing great. We're going to be talking with Gary on the second half of the show, uh, or the second quarter of the show, however little stuff we actually have, uh, about the Pop Culture Expo which is happening in May the 24th and 25th in Wilmington, Massachusetts. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Gary's got a lot of irons in the fire. He's doing a lot of stuff. And uh, meanwhile, it's been a long time since we've had the whole cast together. And hello to the people across the Atlantic who are listening in. It's time for this week's news. You know, we should have a theme song or something there, or a little stinger or something.
3: <clears throat> well, you can request that of someone when they I think become I will. our new co-host, because we love them so much, who may it's, be listening right now, It's Joe? time
0: for the news. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, it, it needs to be like something like, um, you know those Morse code things that go,
0: Yeah, and that's that would be cool. So I, just, been... I
3: just did it right there. You could oh, <laughs> just yeah. cut that out and use it.
0: I don't think we will. But that's okay. Want to start off the new segment with a big happy birthday to Mel Reynolds. Not my it, cat. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is our birthday boy, Malcolm Reynolds, this week, Nathan Fillion. Happy birthday. It's actually today, if you're listening live, and I know that Nathan's a big fan of the show. Don't you giggle when I say that.
3: She muted her
4: mic.
0: Okay, good.
4: (laughs) I did. I just saw him on the soup. He was hilarious. He's the only person as tall as Joel McHale.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sombrarian. What? What have you got for us for news this week?
2: Well, so every week when we do news... We always yell at each other and we're like, let's not do any io9 roundups, guys. Because really, that's io9's work, and I'd rather do our work. So, this week, <laughs> I have an io9 roundup. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> My argument's just that they're stupid, actually. But this one... Uh,
2: this may, one is they not be, cool. But... They took a list of upcoming genre movies um, for the next, I believe, year... Although some of them aren't until 2015, in the summer, so maybe year and a half. Anyway, it's a list of things that are not reboots, remakes, or sequels. I have a. Small... So there are
3: two, right?
2: No, there's actually a long list, and some of them look really good. I have a small qualm with the fact that they still included movies based on books. Or comic books, like what? Well, I feel like that's a remake. It's a whole—it's a whole category of the list. But
0: yeah, my, it, it actually is.
2: And I'm oh. not happy with that. But other than that, I'm okay with it. <laughs> right, it's okay, Io Nine. You can continue. I have approved.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's one about Disney. Yeah. Um,
2: my two favorites from the whole list. So far are the movie starring Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston so you know it's gonna be a pretty movie uh-huh. okay. and they play immortal vampire rock stars
4: oh my God yes this is
2: going to be amazing
4: <laughs> um, the, one I, the one
0: that I liked out of there was uh, I don't know if it's even going to be animated or not, and I don't think it is. Uh, It's been in development for about five years now. It's called Tommy-saurus Rex.
2: Oh, yeah, that one looks cute.
0: And, uh, yeah, it's been around for a while. The original script is maybe six or seven years old. You know, I don't
3: think some of these are coming out next year. I think these these are projects that are being bandied about for the most part because, like, I feel like Sandman the movie, if it were coming out next year, would have a lot more buzz going on right now.
2: That's true. True. Um, and, and it
3: doesn't. We, and it says, oh, they just signed someone to do such and such a thing, you know. And if someone, it will probably... Yeah, these, this is pure speculation, and this is why io9 sucks.
2: They do have... um
3: I still want a question
2: for a lot of, For most of the movies on the list. Um, my other favorite one from that list was in the horror movie section. Oh, please, you're not going to say. It looks like a comedy. Um, I forget now what it's called because I don't have it in front of me. Cooties? Yes, Cooties. It's got Elijah Wood in it. Um, And he stars as a teacher (laughs) in a school where tainted lunch meat turns all the children into zombies. (laughs)
4: Jeez.
2: And having volunteered in an elementary school a lot in my life, it's basically going to be an average day in an elementary school. <laughs> with some, like, they could just film an elementary school for a day, and, like, special effects add in some gray skin and blood, and they'd be set.
0: Yeah, I've got to tell you, there was there was one that I have been looking at for a while that ended up in their horror list, and... That's Karen Gillan in uh, Oculus. Oculus.
3: Oh, I saw that, and I was like, oh, "Can she be any less hot if she tries?" <laughs> I, I don't um, think. You know I don't I... think she can be not hot.
2: She's even hot in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer where she's bald and blue.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Potentially hotter.
0: <laughs> but you know, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of horror movies. They. It has to be something engaging about it to really get to me. But the th- two trailers that are out for Oculus that I've seen are just kind of, they're, they're really just kind of, oh, shit. You know, you, you, you watch the trailer, you just kind of go, ooh, but I want to see it.
3: I like horror movies that have a purpose. I don't like horror movies that are just like, ooh, rippity-slashity. I like ones that are like,
4: well, solve- that, that's the Solve sub-genre. the mystery. There's, that's the subgenre. If you, it's if it's just the edge of torture porn, then no. A lot of true horror people are like, well, that's ridiculous. It's just a reason to see a bunch of people get sliced and diced and blood on. It,
3: what was that it, one we watched the other day, Zombrarian, that was actually kind of good, even though it was found footage?
4: Yeah, I was just going to say we actually
2: watched a good found footage movie. It was called Grave Encounters. Huh. Which sounds like a stupid name, but it's actually very, very good.
4: Sounds cool.
3: And and yeah. it was basically um, the, this TV show a la Ghost Facers.
2: Ghost Hunters <laughs> is the real one. Ghost yeah. is from is from Supernatural. I know. <laughs>
3: um. They they go into they get locked into this mental fa- old mental facility. ...to investigate it for the night, and then the night never ends. And they're trapped Ooh. in there forever, until they all die. Or, or whatever. Um,
4: Spoilers! Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a
3: horror movie. They Spoilers! All they all die! Sorry. <laughs> or whatever. It's not really clear at the end. Form your own opinions. Um, but but it was actually a pretty good movie. and And movies where there's, like, some point, some mystery, some twist some history of this haunted house. They're, yeah, great. You have a haunted house. Why is it haunted? That's all I really care about.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I,
3: Wait, I I mean, the the best ones are the ones where the people getting killed off are trying to figure out how to how to like stop it. Exactly, by I figuring out it. what happened. This is why I like Supernatural. <laughs>
0: Speaking of T V shows, can I I, I wanna go off script for just a second.
3: It's cool. We have a script?
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah,
2: really. a vague <laughs> one. It's kinda of like Frank
0: Ferguson. There's a
3: script for this? We
0: rehearse. <laughs> anyway. Uh, is anybody still watching Grimm besides me?
4: No. <laughs> yes. Have you noticed
2: continue, you know what would have made me keep watching Grimm? Mormon what? romance? If they have gotten rid of whatever his name is, the main guy. And his whiny girlfriend slash not girlfriend, and just changed the show entirely and made it called Monroe a Life.
4: It's a lot more about Monroe lately. Let me tell it, you because it
2: they been figured about out that he's the best damn thing about that show.
4: Exactly.
0: <laughs> the interesting thing that they've done is it's taken a really dark turn. I mean, it used to have this light edge to it that was really annoying when you wanted to get into the. Procedural Glugenfarben of the Week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <But> it also <laughs> the allows to be of the Week, yeah.
0: Well, I I, I kind of still like that because the way they're doing it now is uh, much uh, much more uh, grabby. It, it's, it's okay, not,
3: Farfig Nougain.
4: Well, we not, also got out of all the Germans too. We're going into other cultures, which is cool. They went down to a Brazilian. Um, it went to a Filipino character. Right. That was, that, and that was an incredibly scary episode. That was a creepy one. That and have you also
0: noticed the way they've cut the opening? They've changed the entire way the opening works now. Yes. yes. And um, in one of the flashes, and I actually slowed it down to check it out, there's actually a picture of Adolf Hitler as one of the Flergers.
4: Well, yeah, that, that appeared I- in the show. Yeah, yeah. First season. that was in an episode
0: But now it's actually in the intro It's in, it's in the opening sequence Every week <laughs> And it's kind of freaky it's, they've, they've darkened the hell out of it And I, it's really gotten a lot better In the past couple of weeks
4: well, again, that's because we have more of Monroe and, his, and Rosalie, which that's what everybody... Oh, likes.
3: yeah, that's, that's the girl own that owned her? the, like, herb shop, right? Right. Yes. But it's yeah, not all mon-
0: cool. romance anymore, either. It's like...
3: It's, it's some he, of it's he, Monroe's pants. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> no, opened exactly. it right up for me.
4: It's not, no, it's it's not a we've got kid. more about um, the politics of, of the families. We've got stuff about in between, you know, the whole issue between Monroe and Rosalie and why these two normally would not be allowed to get married and how their families are taking it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, there were two whole
0: family episodes, two different family episodes. One of they is—they're quite good, actually.
4: Yeah, they were. They were well, well written.
0: So, I mean, we're, we're sitting here and, you know, this show has sneakily gotten much better on us.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'll watch it after it's canceled when it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> At some
4: it, point. Did, it did need to improve. Although the the issue now is that more and more people are finding out about the Farfignogens, so it's like, okay, do we tell everyone? It's it's getting that whole Buffy thing of okay, how many Scooby Gang do we let in on the secret? So. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, at some point they're going to have to deal with that if they're going to continue on. And I do believe it's been picked up for another season. So but you're out of luck. With
2: they that did words. address that at least in the prom well, I- episode, where they were like, um, "Basically, we all know that this is happening and it's weird. We do oh, still yes. acknowledge it's a with it."
0: Graduation episode as well.
4: Yep.
2: yep.
0: So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with it. But I'm really liking the way it's moving.
4: And mom comes back next. And this coming,
0: yeah, back. yeah. Uh, what's his name? The cop's mom comes back.
3: Hmm. So, you, speaking of getting really off topic, um, Zombarian <laughs> and I started started watching the BBC show Atlantis. Oh, really? Um, it's pretty good. It's really, and, it, and it's again one of those shows that I love and you guys hate, right? where you have to just, yeah, they're using all these names that have to do with one thing, and you just have to wipe that thing out of your mind. Uh-uh. <laughs> you, just, you just have to, like, blank slate this. And, and it can let you potentially sometimes infer things about the characters that are true, but by no means are they going to follow their normal story as, as you know it to be in your tragedies and whatnot. <clears throat> On the so other no, hand just using the names. Well, yes and no. Just just things are a little bit mixed around and stuff. It's it's not really ancient Greece. Right. It's it's like another dimension of Ancient Greece. And they've actually tried to address it a couple of times, but there's no Because the the premise in the very first part of the first episode, so it's not really spoilers, is that um, the main character... uh Uh-oh, who did we lose? What happened? We lost Dome.
4: We lost Dome? Oh, wait.
3: So let's let's try that again. The premise, anyway, while he's coming back... I'm back. is, ...is that the main character, Jason is searching for his father who and his
4: police oh sorry
3: <laughs> <laughs> perhaps we haven't gotten there yet who ostensibly perished in a submarine accident this is literally in our world they're on a fishing boat he's going down in a submarine he goes down into the submarine and he gets sucked through a sea portal ah and wakes up on this beach and there's this city and it's the lost city of Atlantis wherein Every you know heroic Grecian who ever lived um, (laughs) resides at the same time, pretty much. Um, I mean, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them certainly more than there should be at the same time. (laughs)
2: Um, But they do retain aspects of their personalities. Well,
3: sure. Like
2: Pythagoras is obsessed with triangles. It's adorable.
3: Yeah, and it just sort of, he's like, what's going on? You're Pythagoras, you bore school children, like, how are you alive right now? He doesn't understand what's going on, but, you know, he asks all these questions, they never really tell you why? Maybe they'll get to that later?
4: Does Pythagoras have any pointed comments?
0: No, but they're all theory.
4: Uh, Thank you! uh, <laughs> I tried. It's been a while. I'm wow. Rusty. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to let that one go, I guess.
0: Okay, hey, librarian. <laughs> um... um, what? So, you saw the new trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
2: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Here's okay. the thing. I, I,
0: has, has anybody else seen it?
3: I've not.
2: I refuse. It's not. Here's. It's, the saddest thing about it is it's not even bad.
0: No, it's not bad.
2: It's not bad. It's just. That's the saddest. But there's thing? none of the joy and excitement that I associate with Ninja Turtles. Wait, isn't it, that because of Michael Bay? It really is. And here's the thing and <laughs> I am totally stealing this idea. From someone in the comments of the version that I saw. Um, but they said, someone in the comments said, if you took the turtles out of this and put in any other hero, any other monster, it could have been a Transformers trailer, it could have been a Superman
3: trailer, it could have been
2: anything. There was none of what makes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so fun. I'm
3: gonna guess that no one ever says calabunga dude.
2: No, and that pissed nope. me off. What?
3: How do you nope. do that? Did anyone order a pizza? No,
2: nope. there was no mention of pizza. Aww. Like did someone best-
3: did someone um like do a head spin on a sewer cover?
2: There was at one point they were sliding down a hill on their shelves, but it wasn't for fun, it was because actual- they were
4: falling. Right. Was there an explosion since it was a Michael Bay? There were so many explosions. There were more explosions (laughs) than shots of turtles.
0: Now, when you saw saw that big uh, sky crane falling down and crashing into stuff, didn't you immediately think Michael Bay Transformers?
2: Yeah, and I didn't even see Michael Bay Transformers.
0: Yeah. Because
3: what's the point? We already know what happens.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
0: the, the humans win every single time. Sometimes the Transformer dies. End of story.
2: And I mean, shit blows say up. what you will about yes. the old school, late eighties, early nineties TMNT movies.
3: They were awesome. They
2: were. <laughs> were they were not this. They bad. were the
3: pinnacle of filmmaking. What are you talking about? They really
2: were. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. They managed to mix the humor and the kind of dark twisted parts of TMNT yep, absolutely. really well. And this, I feel like, stripped away both of those things and tried to find this weird middle ground that focuses on action heroes, and that's not what they were.
3: Like, I mean, it was, but it wasn't.
4: It's right.
2: funny, but there's this dark, twisted side, and that's what makes it special, and there's just none of it, and it's just so utterly... You are neither overwhelmed nor underwhelmed, you're just whelmed.
4: Well, that sounds like make Michael Bay in a handbasket, so. And,
2: oh, oh, ready for this piece of bullcrap? April O'Neil is a brunette? What? Fuck that shit. What? Fuck that shit is right up not...
3: your head. What?
2: I have strong no. feelings about April O'Neil needing to be a redhead.
3: I also do.
2: Well, yeah, that
0: may have something to do with well, whatever.
3: Yeah, also, um, I suddenly feel the need to buy a yellow jumpsuit for no reason. <laughs> I
0: think
4: there's a reason.
3: No, maybe. So
0: you're cosplaying as April O'Neill? Is this what I'm hearing?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Can we get a? Can we get a tricked-out van?
3: Oh my god! Yeah.
0: I think we could make something happen. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it, the word that I've been searching for you, and you actually hit it, was whelmed. Yeah. Uh, really, like, seriously. I just
2: complained about it a whole bunch, but I, it wasn't that bad. I just had no, no it reaction.
0: It wasn't. It absolutely wasn't. Well, you know, uh, we tried something new this week. Lord knows it's about time we did something new.
2: Wait, can I can I go off topic real quick? Go ahead. So... This is technically news because it just happened. We have these toy mouse, toy mice for the cats from Petco. In case you want some of your own, (laughs) and they're dressed like Star Wars characters. (laughs) Okay. What happened to Darth Mousy? Out of one room, holding the little Luke one in his mouth.
3: No, wait. There's no Luke one. There's no Luke one. What does it look like?
2: Oh, is it the is the white one a stormtrooper? Yeah. I thought it was Luke. He brought the white one out and put it down next to his blanket and proceeded to, like, pounce on the Darth Vader one and tear back and forth across the apartment trying to kill it.
3: That's adorable. I thought that he
2: rescued the Luke one and killed the Darth Vader one.
3: I don't know what happened to the Chewie and the Yoda mousies.
2: They're under the couch. They're around here somewhere. He cuddles them when he's sitting under the couch. I guess so. So much for tonight's cat
0: news on so can, tonight's cat news.
2: <laughs> it was related. It was about Darth Vader.
0: So we tried something new this week. Uh, we have been looking since uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Zuckerberg decided that we can't do polls on Facebook anymore.
3: Yeah, and then he goes and buys frickin' Oculus Rift. Fuck you! <laughs> Not
4: that we have strong opinions about it.
0: <laughs> so we've been, we've been trying to find a way to get a Facebook poll back on the closest we've been able to come was this week when we found a poll that works on our website that we can move from Facebook to our website uh, by way of a, a, a link on our website which is the way we're going to have to do it for a while
2: People are just going to have to visit the website.
0: Yeah. So when you see this week's poll, and you click on it on the Facebook page. It will bring you right to Sci-Fi Saturday Night, where we have a poll every week. And can we talk about this week's poll, Deb Redhead?
4: Yes, this week's poll was, what was your favorite Marvel franchise? I have to say kudos to Kriana for setting this up, because it's neat. You can see right away where the winners are. So I, I really like that. Thank you very much. So the people who voted um, the favorite Marvel franchise for everyone is uh, Iron Man,
0: which blew me away. Um,
4: Robert Downey Jr. nails the fuck out of that part. Well, he does. Oh, yeah, he is Tony Stark, and uh, I mean he is Tony Stark
2: because he's not acting. I feel that's like no,
4: he's not. He doesn't. He, that's exactly right. He's not. He is Tony Stark, and he loves the character, which also helps. Yes. Well, he so loves the character so much. In, he came in as number one. We had um, a two twos, we, Yep, we had a tie for Agents of Shield and The Avengers, and then we third had third several uh, third places with Marvel cartoons. Yay! And I hope it'll be Black Widow. So that <laughs> was my writing. Yay!
0: <laughs> the other thing that you can do uh, with this new poll format is you can actually write in, and it shows up as one of the, one of the uh, uh, choices for other. other people. Cool. So check it out. Check out our Facebook poll. Check uh, us out. <laughs> check us out. Check out our website. Check out what's going on in the world of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. As we now flip the page over to t- uh, talk to Gary Summers. Gary, welcome to the show.
1: Aloha again, folks.
0: (laughs) Now, we met Gary a while back at Boston Comic-Con last year when uh, he was gracious enough to give us an interview and talk about his... I make sure that the autograph you get is actually a real autograph and you can prove it to everybody else. And I guess back in the back of your mind at that point you were starting to put this together and by this we're talking about the massachusetts pop culture expo which is being held in wilmington massachusetts on may 24th and
1: 25th well it sort of goes back even further than that back before you guys were probably even born uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all of us. Yeah. So back, back in back in the day, back in that 20th century, um I used to produce these big giant collectible shows called the Collectibles Extravaganzas. They were at the Bayside Expo Center in Boston. And in 1990, I assembled the cast of Lost in Space for the first time they'd ever gotten together and um that drew... that's so there Gary. <laughs> What's that?
4: I was
1: at that show. You were at that show.
4: Yes, I was.
1: Well, that was the first time they'd ever got together. We drew twenty thousand people, and it's kind of uh, an eye opener. And over the course of the nineteen nineties, I produced uh, you know a show there twice a year, and uh, it, it it was really great. It was fun, and then all of a sudden, I got picked up and started doing a TV show. And I did 13 seasons as a celebrity on Antiques Roadshow as the expert on all things pop culture. And got to wear my Hawaiian shirts on TV and uh, became the expert on toys and pop culture and posters and rock and roll stuff and and autographs. During that whole time period, I was trying to figure out how this new internet-y thing was going to uh, affect the autograph and the collectibles business. And... uh, realistically, I determined that the autograph industry could use some credibility and some uh, authenticity. I'm really aggravated by all these people who go, oh, I'm an expert. I can tell you whether that's real or not. You know, it's just their opinion, but they'll charge you 75 bucks to give you their opinion and a piece of paper that says that their opinion has some validity. I don't go for that. I invented a technology that captures the video on video, the autograph as it happens, and emails it to you immediately. So you're standing there right next to the celebrity, they sign your autograph, and as soon as you walk away, that autograph is delivered to your email, and you can look at it on your phone. So the concept is, is that this is a personalized thing. You know, if you're just there because the, you love the, the, the star, then you want some proof that you actually met them. And if you're buying that autograph or getting that autograph because you want it as an investment so that you could resell it for more money later, then you have an authenticity, you know. And believe it or not, the cast of Lost in Space, we had 10 members, the guy in the robot, the voice of the robot, the other cast members, It was only $40 for all of them. And people complained at me. What do you mean, $40? $40? You know, so now that autograph sells for 400 And if we had this technology, you'd know it was real. So I, I love the entertainment side of the business. I've produced over a 1,000 concerts. And have produced over 150 of these collectible shows. But when George Bush became president and the economy went in the tank, nobody wanted to go or travel. The celebrities wouldn't. Nobody would. It was horrible. So That's true. There was was a six, seven-year period there when there there was
0: no economy. There was no nothing.
1: Yeah. How could you waste money on going to a convention, spending money on collectibles, when the next thing you know, George Bush is going to go spend it somewhere else? You know, let's go start another war. You know, let's just <laughs> so, We've gotten political here, kids. Get with it. Get used to the, it. So how do you the feel is, Russia? You know, but, well, right now, if we, had, if we had a different administration, we'd be now sending billions of dollars in aid to our troops who are battling it for some reason we hate you know, to rebuild someplace else. So I got out of the event production business, and last year, um, now that our technology is is perfected, I decided to go back into the event business because there's a couple of things that bug me about going to some of these shows, and you guys will probably know what I'm talking about. Waiting in line for an hour or two hours to get an autograph, not knowing whether you're actually going to get an autograph or not, that's aggravating. Yeah. So at our event, you won't have to wait more than 15 minutes for an autograph. You'll go, you'll buy your autograph, you'll, you'll get a little thing that tells you it will either go to your phone or give you a little piece of paper it will tell you exactly what time your autograph is going to happen. And within 15 minutes of that time, you will get your autograph, and then you'll be off doing something else.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah, so we've got new technology to try and make the events more consumer-friendly, more fan-friendly. But this is a benefit to the celebrities, too, because then everything's time, They know how much they can do, when they can go to the bathroom, things like that. So the good news is is our event, the Pop Culture Expo, we have a mission. It's not just to rake the consumers over the coals and suck as much blood and money out of fans as some conventions do. Let's just say some are that way, you know, huge emission price, you know, stress and, and grief along the way. Waiting into rooms, yeah, been there, done that. We're trying not to do that. So what we do, we've booked a lot of different types of guests, but our mission is to show how and why pop culture helps people with learning disabilities, including autism. So a lot of our events and activities and stuff is going to really showcase the fact that, you know, we're all really normal in our own weird way, and that in this environment of pop culture, even people that are challenged feel normal because we're all weird. And what's wrong with being weird? Nothing. So a lot of the celebrities, this is their cause also wonderful exhibit of robotics from the uh, Aldebaran company bringing their now robots in and they're going to show people how their robot works with autistic kids and then teach teenagers how to program their robots. Um, We've got video game tournaments with cash prizes. We've got costume contests with cash prizes. Um and we've got some really awesome panels. Uh, a Game of Thrones panel. Anybody there like Game of Thrones?
0: Oh no, I think we all just kinda hate that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you're off step already. That's already everyone you like died and so you couldn't go back. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually
3: gonna... even worse. We read the books. Well <laughs> 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 the good news
1: is about river turtles. Oh yeah. That's but great. we digress. We've got uh, two of the stars, uh, one dead, one, one living one, from Game of Thrones that are going to be appearing. Uh, Christian Nairn, who plays Hodor, and Esme Bianco, who plays Roz. And so Roz had, I don't know, a lot of sex in the show? Yeah, I think so. And, And Hodor has no dialogue. I, I, I'm not really sure why I have them together, but it sure seems right. It'll be fun. I mean, they'll the be beauty, doing the,
0: the beauty of what you're doing is you, you've got the technology in this event so that it works as a good experience, and you've got a real diversity of guests.
1: Thank you. I've worked really hard to get the guests between the Game of Thrones, which is very popular, but uh, Christian Nairn's a top DJ in Belfast. I mean, he's huge. He's like Paul Okenfeld over there. I mean, he plays the big festivals. He's a massive, besides being six foot ten, he's an awesome DJ, too. So he's going to be doing a DJ set for a Saturday night at the hotel party for the stars. And, you know, so besides... And then me has some really great qualities, too, in some of the work that she's doing. Every, part of our, every one of our talents, we, we feel that we're we are endorsing them, that they're really great people, they're nice people to the fans. So some of the diversity, we got Sam Huntington coming. And Sam Huntington's, uh, in Being Human, he plays Josh the Werewolf, and he's also in Veronica Mars, Superman Returns, um, but he started off in the movie with Tim Allen called Jungle to Jungle. He was a little kid in that movie. Oh, God. No way. I never would have caught that. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. So Sam's coming. Um, we have uh, what, you know, to me is a, is an important person is Pete Best from this little group called The Beatles. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pete Best is There's coming, like, Yes, Pete, Best, Pete Best is going to be there. The wow. original drummer from the Beatles who was fired from the Beatles. Right. Um, his, mo- his mom owned the Cavern Club, where the Beatles played and practiced. <laughs> and she didn't fire them, she, even when they fired her son. <laughs> but Pete's going to be there. He's a great guy, still performs. Um we have I heard somebody likes uh supernatural.
0: Griana. <laughs> well you get to meet
1: have you met Elena Huffman yet? No. But she well,
3: really
1: wants Elena to Yeah. Well, Elena will be joining us. She's got pretty uh, interesting careers. She's that's not just her only role, you know, Abaddon, you know? kind of interesting because I watched her in Stargate and I didn't even realize she was on Smallville as the Black Canary. I don't know if you guys hate me. I, I, se-
3: I haven't seen that Stargate season yet. You're talking about SGU and I haven't seen any of SGU yet so I'll have to watch it before. She's
0: yeah. good, wouldn't it be nice if you could, oh I don't know, spend a couple of minutes with Aliana?
3: Maybe wouldn't that be
4: terrible
3: behind a camera maybe she'd ask me to bite her neck like Billy did
1: <laughs> awesome get it on film get it on film oh we
3: did we did it was amazing
1: so yeah we we really appreciate um, Elena coming uh, you know that I always try and find anniversaries and stuff and uh, Ernie Hudson's coming, and he's celebrating two anniversaries. The 30th anniversary of the release of Ghostbusters, which was released that week, and the 20th anniversary of the release of The Crow.
0: Wow, interesting.
1: right And we'll have the Ecto-1 there, too. So Ernie will be with the Ecto-1, and we'll be just keeping the ghosts away.
3: All right. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> is that a Another part of
1: the real, a real fun of pop culture is cartoons. I don't know, you guys watch cartoons?
0: Yeah, I think we're big Billy West fans. To be honest with you, we always oh. have been. I know I've always been a big fan of his.
1: I'm a walking cartoon. I've known Billy for thirty years. We've been friends. Since we we both worked down on Lansdowne Street, he was working at WBCN. I was running the Metro Nightclub, and we hung out. We still good friends. Billy will be there. Um, he's going to probably share some news with us when he comes. News? Yeah, Not stuff news. he can't. He can't tell me yet, but he says by then he'll be able to tell us. Oh boy! I
3: can't wait. The suspense is killing me.
1: I think of me. I have to talk to him and hear that. But here's... okay. Did he at least tell you
3: that he couldn't tell you in an awesome voice?
1: (laughs) Oh, he will. It'll be probably good news, everyone.
3: True. True. Bad
1: news. So, we have a really great lineup of voice actors. And I'll tell you who they all are and why you'll recognize their voices. But... Let me just tell you why we have a whole bunch of great voice actors. We're going to do a script read. We're not sure what we're doing, but let's just say they've done things like Star Wars and Shakespeare and other things, but they're going to do a script read in cartoon voices each day It as, as a panel. It's going to be hysterical. So it's Billy West. We have Tom Whelan, who's the voice of Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We have Rachel Robinson who's the voice of Final Fantasy. She's uh, uh uber-young Fang. We have Christopher Bevins who's the voice of Dragon Ball Z. We have Leah Savoli who is the voice of Robot Chicken. And we have just secured John Ratzenberger Oh, The voice used in all 11 Pixar films. He's the only voice actor to be in all 11 Pixar films. So could you imagine that little group all doing your favorite something? It's going to be hysterical.
3: I think they should do a transcript of our show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only if Billy West can be the dome, and then I'll be happy.
1: I'll let you guys discuss that with them. <laughs> and speaking of animation, we will be premiering Bill Plimpton's new film, Cheatin'. Um, Bill is incredible. He did the dog series, Dark Dog, Home Dog. You know, you got to watch the dogs. Just go on YouTube and watch Bill Plimpton. He's the guy that does everything in squiggles. And you know, you all pick of up,
0: this, Pick up a copy of his DVD, Plimptoons, which is
1: amazing. Awesome stuff. Absolutely. He did three uh couch tags for the Simpsons. So I was at San Diego Comic Con while I go over here, but two years ago I'm at San Diego Comic Con. I'm in the booth with Spike and because that's where I hang out. Spike and Mike, stick a twisted animation. Oh, yeah. So well so we're in the booth and here comes Greenig. Matt Greenig walks up and he's coming over to hustle Bill into doing uh another's couch gag. So I'm I'm lucky enough to be standing with Matt Great, Bill Plimpton, Spike and me talking tunes. Let's just say it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I didn't a great afternoon right there. yeah It was a great fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the and we're gonna be showing Spike and Mike animation. They find all the best new animation. So each day we're gonna show about a forty five minute screening of the best of the next generation of animation. And then each uh, on Saturday night, we're having the party with Christian Nairn. We're going to be showing the Sick and Twisted show for an 18-plus show. Nice. Uh, so Saturday night, we're having Christian Nairn's performing. The Tsunami of Sound will be performing. Um, They're a surf instrumental psych- psychedelic group. They'll be performing. We'll be showing the Sick and Twisted show, and we're having a sexy costume contest. So that's just Saturday night. Uh, let me think so I, I missed one of the panels I wanted to tell you about. We have this really cool panel. It's called the Icons of T, of Classic TV. And we have Mark Goddard from Lost in Space, John Provost from Lassie, and Parker Stevenson from the Hardy Boys. Oh my like God, the 50s, Parker 60s, Stevenson. and 70s isn't that funny yeah that's Arthur's kind Steven. of incredible <laughs> that's for the uh the wrinkles the dimples and the dimples crowds you know <laughs> so and then and then just to be to make it even more fun each day we're gonna do one of the panels is going to be a game show where the um the attendees will all, uh, that want to play, will all submit their names, and um, f- uh, four or eight, I don't remember how many are going to play, but they'll play with celebrities, these games with celebrities, and the celebrities will be playing, are people like, I don't know if you know the name, but are you familiar with a gentleman named Deep Roy? Yes, yeah. I am.
0: From He uh, played
1: all the Opa and Tim Burton's. But what's interesting about him? He's also plays the little guy in the Star Trek movies, the current ones that hangs out with Scotty. Oh, he was okay. also he, he's also in Doctor Who. He drove the Daleks. Uh, he did all kinds of things. He's you know he's a little person, so he gets to do all those little person roles. So he'll be playing the game. Wait, wait, we'll wait! Have... I
3: wonder, was he that Emperor in the Cyberman uh, episode with with Clara and the? And uh,
1: you know what I'm talking about, anyone? Yeah, yeah, I think he was. I like that run with Cloud. That was very cool. Yeah. That Some of good. the other contestants playing the game is going to be Mike C. Manning, who's uh, a Disney Channel guy. He's in that movie Cloud Nine. He was also, he's also in that show uh, uh, Youthful Days, but he's probably best known from his real-world DC appearance as the, uh, you know, the out-of-touch out guy. He's great, great, funny guy. Um, we have uh, Dan- Daniel, Daniel Mackey is coming. She's like a blogger. She's like you guys, blogger, blogger. She was on King of the Nerds. She's got like 250,000 subscribers to her YouTube channel. She's going to be fun. We have the Queen of the Paranormal going to be there. Uh, we have Ken Kelly, the artist who did Kiss and uh, uh, Vampirella, and uh, Conan the Barbarian. We got Roger Castell, who's the artist who did the Jaws movie poster and the Empire Strikes Back movie poster. We got a whole focus on underground comics with three of the original underground comics guys.
0: Gary Halloran.
1: (laughs) Gary Halloran, yeah. He did um, uh, Air Pirates, Mm -hmm. which broke ground and, and... Part of why Dis you know, why parody exists today, why any comic book can do parody, is because Gary and these guys stood their ground. They made fun of Mickey Mouse and stood up to Disney and won.
3: Yeah, screw you, Disney.
1: No no, we love Disney. They can <laughs> afford to buy Maker Studios for four hundred and fifty million dollars. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, Disney, More we
1: love people. you. Come by this
0: podcast. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> solicitation. Now, the cool so, thing is, there's a whole bunch of artists who are going to be there who have also been on the show before. Uh, Karen Goslin is going to be there, and Karen, yep. we just love her stuff. Uh, Rusty Gillian and uh, and.
3: Uh, oh God! I, did, I didn't. I didn't get that far down the
0: list. Jason Casey's going to be there again. Von Higgins, Rob Taylor. Now, have you seen Rob Taylor's stuff? Rob Taylor's the guy who does the stuff on on
1: metal. And his his stuff is just beautiful. So the idea is to show that there's art being constantly created, that there's art that's historical, that there's art that's nostalgic, there's all kinds of things being presented here uh, to try and showcase all things that pop culture is. I mean, we have a puppet show with Mr. Puppet. Now, Mr. Puppet has, full like, 40-inch Beatles, the band, and he's got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he's got you know, Mr. Spock and stuff like that. They're just... He, he uses adult humor that kids get, sort of. It's almost <laughs> like Rocky and Bullwinkle. You know, you, the humor is a little adult, but... Eventually, you'll get it. So he's really good.
0: There's got to be a whole
1: area of
0: shut up and take my money.
3: Did someone someone say Rob Taylor because his metal prints are fantabulous?
0: Yeah, they really are. But uh, is there, like, you know, if I'm looking, say, to buy the Scooby Van, there's got to be somebody there who's going to be selling it, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, we have uh, vendors... uh, uh, I like Harrison's Comics and uh, Comics Explosion, Thrifties. Um, I don't even, I could look at the list, but we have everything from records to toys to memorabilia to autographs to uh, posters and books and art and, and everything. It's, it's a combination. It's not a shopping show. You know, some shows are shopping shows. There's a lot to shop. But it's more an entertainment show. You pay your fifteen bucks, and you come in and you're entertained for the whole day. I mean, there you, you can't buy you can't buy that. You can go and watch the robot show, and, and, or, and then you can go watch the costume contest. Then you can go to the video game tournament. Then you can go get an autograph. Then you can go get lunch. Then you can go get another autograph. Then you can go watch one of the other stages, the puppet stage. We've got like five stages in, in the in the room, so it's just a. Uh, it's a, it's a seven-ring circus is what I like to now, call it. Now,
3: I'm looking at your vendor display, and I see Thrifty's second-hand stuff and rock and roll museum, and I am so in.
1: <laughs> they are actually bringing a replica of Christine, the car from the Stephen King movie, and they're bringing a ton of records and DVDs and and CDs and all kinds of stuff for for us nerds.
0: Oh, uh, that is perfect.
3: They're right it, in Manchester. Oh, my God. I think... All right. Hang on. Dome.
1: Yes, that building. you got to go see that place. that go building see that place. Is it's that the,
3: true. like, dome-shaped Siana, building?
1: We've been there.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's right right near the mall, close to no, the mall. No no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no,
3: no. That's not the it's one I think. It's right
1: off of Route 93 at Exit 6, Candia Road. It's just yep. like a quarter mile up the road there. It's... Size. they have a stage in there oh they have God. concerts on Saturdays and Sundays
3: yep. I want to go I have to learn so I just got an electric guitar and I need to learn to play it now but but I'm thinking about bringing it so that everyone I ever meet from Supernatural can sign it because it just happens to be a Matt Black Dean Vendetta and I've named it Baby
1: <laughs> nobody messes with Baby that's right that's right, right. <laughs>
3: Nobody puts Baby in a corner, and Swayze always gets a pass.
0: So, Gary, let's do this. Uh, I am so looking forward to this. You have no idea. As new people, new guests, uh, and new events come up, keep us involved so that we can let our listeners know about it. And uh, holy crap, this looks like fun.
1: Well, there's there's VIP experiences on sale now, where you can actually sit with about six people and a celebrity and have dinner or breakfast with Elena Huffman. So you know of any of the celebrities, there's about uh, about fifteen or sixteen celebrities right now that you can order a VIP experience where you get to hang out with them, go to the parties, sit in their panels, and and just be the stalker you want to be.
3: <laughs> dome you'll fit so, right in but okay. but for every but
1: for everybody else it's only $15 a day to get in $25 for both days and um you can get tickets at popcultureexpo.com you can see the guest list you can see all the fun stuff to do and um you know i hope uh, everybody has a chance to come to Wilmington, Mass. Memorial Day weekend. You don't have to work, for goodness' sakes. And I promise it's going to rain on your picnic. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, who can and we're argue have with that? Things sitting oh. on our website, we'll give we'll bring updates every
0: week when we get them. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure when we get to meet you and get to talk to you for a little bit. Aloha,
1: Brianna. What's coming up the next couple of weeks on the huh. show?
3: well next week michael j sullivan finally joins us to talk about hollow world and i cannot wait on april 12th griffin and george o'connor are coming on to talk about how they did with their first podcast and on may 24th we have joe schmalky of the comic the calamitous black devils dead redhead
4: Side Five Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, Books and Booze.com, and ComicArthouse.com. Visit ComicArthouse.com for the best deals on original art from the Essence of Your Favorite Artist. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Macy Cry. Check out their groups on Lawrence Macy
0: I want to thank Gary so much for joining us tonight. It's been a wonderful hour. that has gone way too quickly. I want to thank our guests. And I want to thank our cast. From the Revere Time Vortex, the Sweetheart of the Soundboard, and our Grammar Girls Umbrarian. thank you so much, ladies.
3: Rudy Hobbit also always gets a pass.
0: From the Four Color Vault of Comics, thank you so much, Dead Redhead. It's a pleasure having you back.
4: Thank you. I'm going back
0: to look for uh, Flight 307 now. Thanks. <laughs> this is Dom saying, Gene, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody.